Welcome to the Traffic Talk Podcast, anti-trafficking discussions for the modern abolitionists. I'm your host, Vern, from the Justice Ministry at Blue Water Mission. We've got a decade of experience fighting the injustice of human trafficking and have ministered to hundreds of victims by just using volunteers in our free time. But we've had outstanding results. We believe that there's a role for you in this fight too. On this podcast, you will hear interviews, stories, and discussions from people on the ground doing the real work. So plug in and get ready to open your heart and mind. And now, the next episode of the Traffic Talk Podcast. Episode five in the house, you're back again with Traffic Talk. So we're closing in on the new year. It's a great time to think back on the best of the year. So today I'm doing a shout out to the best anti-trafficking organizations to support. Of course, this is just my opinion, but it's a pretty solid one based on personal interaction with each one of these. They really put their heart into the work and they're on the ground doing the work, not just talking the talk. So if you're looking for new organizations to follow or you've got some year-end donations to make, see our show notes for links to these great orgs. Okay, let's go ahead and dive in. There's so many good anti-trafficking organizations out there. And today I'm going to share with you guys some of my favorite organizations. And I'm going to break them down in the three different categories, the international, the national, and then the local here to myself in Hawaii. So first thing, starting with the big picture, I'm going to talk about the international favorite ones. Now, the organization that I've known the longest and have been the fan of the longest is International Justice Mission. And so their their abbreviation is IJM. Absolutely love IJM. It's founded and run by Gary Haugen. He is a um, lawyer. He was an international I don't know, I'm probably going to mess this up, but he's somehow a lawyer slash kind of prosecutor-ish person and um, did some international work, like holding people accountable for international crimes, that kind of stuff. And he realized that there wasn't justice for the poor in a lot of countries. And so this is an internationally focused organization. They don't really do on the ground work in the United States. They do this all across the world. Um, I got to meet with them on trips where they've been out here to Hawaii, some of the leaders, but I've also um, been in some of their field offices in areas of Southeast Asia and things like that and have met several of their people and just love, love the people. Some of them have become, you know, my lifelong friends um, and supporters of our ministry. And anyway, they're just really great people. International Justice Mission. I love what they stand for. They fight for justice. So not only human trafficking, but they also also do fight for other forms or fight against other forms of injustice around the world. Um, they work in specific countries where they feel like that they have good connections and good working relationship with the government or with the law enforcement so that they can be effective. Um, I really like how they work with local staff in those organizations or in those countries. And so anyway, they're a longtime fan of mine. And we'll put um, links to all these organizations in the show notes. The next one that I want to highlight 
is AIM, and that's Agape International Ministries. So Agape International Ministries, they run out of Cambodia. Um, I got to see one of their um, locations several years ago when I was on a trip visiting there. I also had the blessing of getting to speak with them and talk to them when they came out for a conference here in Hawaii and even spend some time with them um, for a question answer time with our with our ministry team out here in Hawaii. They do like they are on the ground in the community. And I love what I particularly love about AIM is one, they have employment opportunities. So they are, they took the factory model that was unhealthy in these foreign countries and they have flipped it and actually created really healthy, um, well-paying, um, good environment factories so that survivors can maybe carry on with the skills that they already learned but get a livable wage and um, work in a safe environment. So I love their employment side of that, their skills training um, employment training side of that, but also the rehabilitation model of rehabilitating communities and re rehabilitating individuals to be able to step back into the community life. And um, I just, I really love that. I think it's really important. Um, just snatching people out of, or a positive word, lifting them out of um, the issues that they're facing in life is really important, but sometimes we do a disservice if we're not helping them learn how to connect back in with their culture and with their community and come in stronger and actually create change in the community that makes it a healthier place. So anyway, AIM has been amazing at that and I highly recommend them. The last one that I will highlight is Hagar. And their name is probably Hagar International, but I didn't confirm it before I got on here. But Hagar has been, they ran a safe house model for years. Um, from what I understand, they've started doing um, community-based housing, um, which is really exciting to me. And I'm looking forward to connecting and talking with them more. But this is also an organization where I was able to visit one of their locations years ago in Southeast Asia. And um, no residents or anybody was home. I uh, was just uh, visiting and talking with a staff member. And um, their model was um, amazing, very loving, very home-like. And their organization was, I believe it was them that I was visiting, but their facility was really focused on a, a younger set of children, which is heartbreaking that this happens to, but the fact that they were dedicated to those young children and helping give them the home and family-like environment to help them heal really was great. So I'd recommend them. And I now understand that they work in multiple countries. And so you can look them up. Like I said, we'll put a link in there. Next, I want to talk about um, national organizations. So one organization that I was able to spend a good amount of time talking to, you know, via phone and email, that sort of like digital connection, but I couldn't get over and meet with them in person was an organization called Courtney's House. And I was able to talk to the survivor leader who founded it and, um, her heart is so for kids that are, 
um, getting sucked in the trafficking situations and struggling to come out of it. And I loved my conversations with her. I loved her perspective on things. I love how she is um, giving empowering choices to the kids and survivors coming out of these difficult circumstances, but providing them with an array of healthy choices. Um, to make. And so anyway, I just loved her perspective and I would highly recommend her. The next one that I would bring up is GEMS. And I believe that that's an acronym that stands for Girls Educational Mentoring Services, G-E-M-S, um, like precious gems, gemstones. And that's run by Rachel Lloyd. And she's a survivor leader. She's from England originally. Um, that's where she was trafficked. She um, got out of it um, through the help of a ministry or of a church, and then she ended up moving to America and getting involved in nonprofit work, starting her own nonprofit. I believe that she is the longest-running trafficking organ, anti-trafficking organization that we have in the United States, and she's based out of New York. Um, amazing work. I mean, she's got books, she's got documentaries. You know, she has an amazing. Um, organization. Um, I've heard really great things about her training. I have not been through her training. I think it's um, quite expensive. I've heard that to get her to speak or to go through the training, but it's amazing. And she's done a great job of raising up other survivor leaders. Um, so I really recommend that organization. And then the last one that I was going to bring up is not um, this is kind of, I guess, an odd one to bring up because it's not necessarily an anti-trafficking organization, but we've seen amazing results and connections with them and individuals that have worked in our um, ministry have had family members that's had amazing results. And so this is like on the aftercare and the drug rehab side of things is an organization called Teen Challenge. Now, Teen Challenge sounds like that it would be for kids, but it's actually for adults that are looking to overcome addiction struggles in their lives. And a lot of times they have women that have been exploited um, through the sex industry, through trafficking coming through there. A lot of times they have leaders that are now running the different locations. And so I just really respected their program. I love their openness. Um, they've been incredibly helpful. So I would just recommend them and they are nationwide. They've got locations all over the nation. So I would recommend looking them up for adults. So it says teen challenge, but it's actually for adults. And lastly, I want to go into talking about Hawaii-specific organizations. Um, so one of the first ones that I'll talk about here is Pacific Survivors Center. And they're actually a medical um, organization that does medical care. But what they've done in the past years is that they realized, and, and they were heartbroken by the individuals that they were seeing coming through the doors, these survivors that have already been through so much, and they've wanted to get involved and do something on the prevention side. And they've created some, I mean, like the best prevention materials that I've seen um, in my past 10 years. And it's totally um, got the voices, you know, it, it, it's, it is so strong with survivors talking about and leading um, teens and young people through what they need to know in order to not get tricked and to not get pulled into sex trafficking. It's just really amazing. And so they've got this great program. 
Um, it's approved to go into the Hawaii schools, so middle school and high schools. Um, they're doing amazing work. If you're looking for somebody to support, if you're looking for something to bring in this prevention awareness to your group, it could be your nonprofit group, it could be a um, I don't after school program that you have with kids, it could be a community based program, a church based program, a youth group, um, an actual school, a sports program, whatever it is. If you're looking for something to educate kids and and do something on the prevention side of it, then this is something I'd really look into. Pacific Survivor Center. Next one that I would talk about that's local for us would be Susanna Wesley Center. Um, Susanna Wesley Community Center, they are, they provide comprehensive case management to survivors of trafficking in Hawaii. So they are contracted to do statewide case management for any um, minors, any kids, people under 18 years old that have been trafficked in Hawaii. They're state contracted. They're contracted by um, Child Welfare Services at this point. And then they also provide case management to adults, to adult survivors of trafficking. And they've been doing the work for six years at least now. I've worked very closely with them. Totally respect the program. Um, has been, uh, yeah, just just amazing and how they've supported survivors, how they've connected them with therapy, how they've really understood what trauma-informed care is and making sure that the survivors get connected with providers who can give that trauma-informed care. Not just say that they attended a training once, but really know how to apply that and how to work with the survivors. Mm. Okay, the next one that I would talk about is Olahau Clinic. So this is specifically a therapy, um, a, a psychologist, psychology, counseling, therapy um, clinic that is um, great for survivors. So many of the survivors that I've worked with have really just loved the therapy and the counseling and the support that they've gotten out of this clinic. It's called Olahau Clinic. It's run by Dr. George Rhodes here in Hawaii. He travels internationally to train others on trauma-informed care. He um, works with those inside the church and those outside of the church um, to make sure that there's not additional spiritual wounding that... Um, that faith-based people are accidentally doing that kind of stuff. Um, he's just, he's been really great. And, and what I, um, what really means the most to me is that the survivors have liked talking with him. I have not met one survivor who didn't enjoy working with a therapist and didn't feel like that they were getting benefit out of working with this clinic. So just highly recommend that. They also have a nonprofit side of them if you want to support it and donate to it. And then, of course, our program, Blue Water Mission. I love it. Um, we're doing great work. But these are some of our favorite par partners that we've been able to meet with, learn with, share ideas back and forth with um, that I would encourage you to support. The international ones, the national ones, and the local ones, you know. So check everybody out. We'll include links and everything in the show notes. And yeah, I hope you guys have just a fabulous day or night whenever it is you're listening to this. Okay, bye. I hope that you can connect with all those organizations. They really are great. 
but I also wanted to take a minute here and just talk a little bit about Blue Water. It's not exactly my gift to talk about what we've done and I don't know, all the marketing, all the fundraising things, all the like, you know, just talking about yourself, not really my strong suit, but I feel like that we should be talking a little bit about Blue Water. So I'll share quickly with you guys. Basically, we've been doing this justice ministry work for 10 years strong. We have been doing direct services with survivors from day one. We focus on building connections in vulnerable population groups, like bringing love and support to the victims right where they are. We create trusting relationships that give victims the courage to make a change. This is one of our key values um, of our ministry, and we've been doing it just for years and years on the regular every week. Um, we also support survivors in making the transition out of exploitation. We're known for our unique housing model and successfully supporting the rehabilitation of survivors as they transition out of that exploitation and back into society. What we call it in the anti-trafficking world is back into the square world where the rest of us are. A third thing that we um, focus on or that I want to share with you guys is just our ability to achieve extraordinary results through ordinary means. And what I mean by that is that we didn't create a really complicated, um, difficult system that requires a ton of professionals to be able to do something. What we realized was like, there are a lot of victims that need help right now. They need help today. And they don't have time for all of us to go back and get our degrees and stack up all these letters behind our names. I mean, it's great that there are professionals out there, but we need to equip everyday people, ordinary people, to start connecting and helping and assisting. And so that's what we did. And so a lot of the things that we do is just really simple, like spending time, having conversations, eating meals together, this kind of stuff. But it's through those things and through our heart and passion that we put into it, the, the calling that we feel that we have, um, through learning from best practices from other organizations, we're always trying to improve, but also using just um, God's spirit that he puts inside of us to connect with others. We have been able to achieve extraordinary results. And it, it's 10 years and we have consistently heard feedback, whether it's from law enforcement, um, whether it's state or federal side, you know, whether it's other service providers, case managers, um, psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists, I mean, they just have, they have great things to say. Um, and so we, and, and our survivors, I mean, they, they love us. They write us. They call us back. I mean, if you guys heard in the previous episode where Edward was talking about like getting that text message from one of the survivors, a Merry Christmas message and how much that meant to him. And, you know, I've had tons of survivors. They reach out to me on Mother's Day, whether they are younger than me or older than me, just thanking. But it's like we become family. It really is real. We we establish a real connection with these survivors. So that's just a little bit about what we've done. And I would say bottom baseline of how we're able to do that is that it's just our willingness to try anything if it's the right thing to do. You know, we're willing to take risk. 
um, we're willing to to step out there and we might look like a fool or we might fail or we might get taken advantage of but we'd rather err on the side of grace we would rather err on the side of trying to help somebody than make excuses to not help somebody so that's what we do at Blue Water Mission Justice Ministry. Uh, we'd love for you guys to follow us online. We've got an awesome Facebook page sharing all kinds of cool stuff on there every day. Um, you can donate to support our ministries. Tell other people, like share it out that you've heard about us. We'd love that. Um, of course, grab the free resources that we have, like how to protect the vulnerable and um, leave us a podcast review. Tell somebody else about us. Okay. All right. Hope you guys are having an awesome day and um, go make somebody else's day a bit more merrier. Peace out.